feeling in touch with your religious side? Wanting to rid yourself of sin? It's your lucky day because God is a trans woman, woman. Sasha Sidek. And Jesus is non-binary, binary, binary. Jacob Gamble. Join, Join us on Queering the Air every Sunday from 3 to 4 p.m. Queer and trans, arts, politics, pop culture, and everything in between. Only on Tree CR Community Radio. Come worship at the altar of your queerness desires. It lingers when we're done. You believe God is a woman. We would like to acknowledge that this event and all of the work that we undertake as a crew happens on a stolen land. We wish to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and the traditional custodian of this land we call now Melbourne. We pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging. Always was and always will be Aboriginal land. We also would like to extend our respect to our trans elders past and present. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Curing the Air with Sasha Sidek. And my pronouns is she because I will never be her. <laughs> um, today, um, topic is a bit hard. One is a bit, uh, is definitely very important to talk about. It's about um, uh, racism, sexism, homophobia, and transphobia, and also ageism. Um, it's something that I experienced last weekend, and um, I have here Lily Cheng, um, a friend of mine, a, a proud trans woman of color. Um, she's been on our show um, early this year, I think. Yeah, um, and um, to talk about her career, but we're gonna talk again because she keeps changing her job, but it's, <laughs> but now she has a permanent job, so we will unpack that later. And I also thrilled to uh, introduce you to our new co-host at Curing the Air, Shah. Result. Um, um, she's uh, sorry, their pronouns, their she, their she, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. okay. I just want to get it right. Yeah, yeah, and she. And um, we'll talk more about um, their passion on um, Korean Air, why they uh, join um, our team. And we're so grateful, by the way, <laughs> for you to, uh, to, to be part of our team. But first, and foremost, I, I want to acknowledge about last night event. Lily Chang, you were there. How was it? The Miss Fafafine 2023. Yes. Miss Fafafine Victoria, sorry, 2023. Yes. Hi. Hello, listener. <laughs> um, my name is Lily. Um, last night, yeah. So last night is fun. Um, it's something a bit different because, you know, we see the traditional beauty pageants. But this is not beauty pageant. It's a pageant. Yeah, it's not a beauty pageant. Uh, yeah. It's a pageant about... Energy is a pageant about uh, creativity is uh, is and also about culture. Yeah, and because the whole pageant is about from the someone culture, mm. so it's very very good, very good experience, you know, and it's amazing with the music as well. I know the playlist. I I, I need to know who's the DJ is because the playlist was pretty good. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and um, you know, yesterday was uh, I was infused by culture, uh, by trans excellent people of color excellence, um. Food. The food was amazing too. Oh my gosh. And you know, 
I'm, we're not just vibing from the contestant, we're also vibing from the whole um, auditorium uh, by yeah. all the audiences. I know, everyone that uh, participate at the uh, space. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing because the audience really give, you know, the courage, you know, the applause, you know, to mm. all the contestants there. And also people who are working mm. behind the scene, they will come out and dance as well. Correct. You know? That's amazing, you know. It is, isn't it? I mean, like, there's no like much roles like sometimes you know we, we we used to work in production and you know you can't get outside you, you the, the people who work at the back you just have to stay at the back you know there's always the roles but this time it's different I mean everybody was enjoying themselves dancing drinking shouting uh. <laughs> yes I know and one of the contestant mothers you know um, she's such a proud mother because yes. you know when um, because you know, here we're talking about you know Fafa Fini right yeah. so she's behind me and then she you know when the daughter come out during the evening wear right she's like this is beautiful that's my daughter yes i heard that from the back i, I was know. uh by the way uh shahrizad um i was one of the um uh judges yesterday so i had the best view <laughs> and it was amazing i mean have you been to any of this event before by uh you know the people of from the i from samoa from from, from the islands I actually haven't because oh. I haven't been able to like know where things are. Okay. I feel like, um, especially in smaller communities, especially like, you know, obviously queer and intersectional communities, uh, we all know when we're in the community what things are happening, but it's really hard to access that information just because like it's not going around as readily. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And well, the tickets sold out so quickly. Within a week though. And then they had released 20 more tickets and it was sold out within like one day. Oh my God. Yeah. So intense. I know. Um, You know, but Next time I'm going to take you along. Oh, I'd love that. Yes, it will. It will. It's such a great experience. I've been to a few uh, of um, the Islanders' events. Oh my god, they just they just know how to throw a party. Yeah, right. Like the blackout event as well. The blackout was good as well. Um, that was at the NGV. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm. The listeners at home can't see, but I'm making like the most surprised, excited, wanting to see more yeah. face in the entire. That's world. okay. I'm gonna tag you now. Where you're part of the queer, queering the F family. We're gonna take. I tag Jacob everywhere. Oh, I'm so yes. excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is not like a party party. I know you don't party, but this is like events, like you know, um, one of a lifetime events. Yeah. Yeah, and like seeing people do their thing and express themselves on on like platforms and things like that. That's awesome. Like that sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, you know, today um, um, topic is about, you know, racism, sexism, ageism, homophobia and transphobia. I was, um, I was, I, I was um, discriminated by an Uber driver last Saturday night. I went to, a, um, to an event. It's called the Pride Month Celebration. So I had to leave because the next day was the Radiothon. So I thought I'm just going to leave early because I, I know I'm going to have a big day trying to raise money for the station. So I want to be fresh. And... When I left, it was pouring rain. So I called an Uber. I had to wait for 15 minutes because it's like, I think it's about peak hour around like 11 o'clock. Yeah. And um, I got a reasonable, reasonable price. Uh, it's, it's not the usual price, but it was reasonable price. Mm-hmm. I still, so I took, I took that, um, that Uber. So waited for about 15 minutes and the Uber arrived. And, um, and then I, I got in, I sat in and, um, and then he said, um, you know, he just, out of nowhere, he didn't even move. He was like, "To be wait, I just have to tell you about his profile. For he's a white 
old gay men too. Okay. <laughs> Are you sure he's gay? He's gay. He's definitely gay. <laughs> he's definitely gay. And he was asking, "Oh, you like to go around here?" And I said, "Like, yeah, this is the LGBT um, area, and I'm a, I'm a proud trans woman of color. Yeah. And you know, I'm just being me. You know, I thought it was, you know, he's gay. I can be myself. You know." But I was wrong. He was as soon as I said that about my gender, he was asking. Uh, he was trying to get all sort of excuses um, to get me out of the car. And you know, first excuse was like um, because I dropped something. Like there was a goodie bag that was given, um, but it's not in the bag. So it was like I was holding everything on, onto my palm on my jacket. So something dropped out of the car. So I pick it up. It didn't even touch the car. Yeah. So um, he was like, do you know that I own this car? I thought that was a bit weird. Like, I said, yeah, okay. And then, you know, uh, I think you banged something on my car. I said, like, I didn't. I said, like, the box dropped just now and I pick it up. No, I think you, uh, you hit my car. I think you should get off my car. And I was, like, in shock. Like, yes. usually I will fight back, you know. I was like... Like what the fuck, dude? Right, but I was in shock. This is happening, um, because it's so sudden. It was so sudden. Like I was like happy, ready to go home, and he, yeah. he was like asking, he asked me to get out of the car, and I just get out without doing anything. But you know, when I left before I closed the the car, I did say the word F. You know, <laughs> yeah. and um, and then I just left, and then. I was so there was so much anger inside me. <laughs> so and then I left. It was, it was pouring rain. So um, I tried to book another Uber, and then no, the price was going so crazy. It's like seventy dollars. Like I don't live that far. So I was like, I I'm gonna wait. So I found a I found a bench that I sat down, and I thought I just gonna, winch on because I. St- the emotion is all over the place. I was still angry and shocked at the same time. I'm going to record this, um, 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 my, what I'm feeling right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right now I'm not as angry anymore because that's why I want to record uh, when it, was, it happened. So um, while waiting to get another Uber for the price to drop, so I tried to make this video. When I was making this video, I was like about to winch and then suddenly I broke down. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, I just felt sorry for myself. First of all, I didn't think this going to happen to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I've been very comfortable with myself. You know, I mean, I know how, you know, sometimes we need to have boundaries. But I thought he was a gay man. So I just going to be loud and clear about my gender. But wh- who cares? But, but I, also the area is a lot of, you know, LGBT people there around. So you don't expect, you know, uh, you yeah. be discriminated at that area. Yeah, but I, at the same time, I really thing because he's gay uh, man I thought yeah. it could be my color it could be racist he didn't want a person of color in his car so he's just finding all sort of excuse so it's both transphobia and and also racism there yeah and it's interesting because like you mentioned something really important which is like he's a gay man so you mm. felt safe you thought like I'm a minority this person's a minority so yeah. they should be a safe space and then you were like you were probably so shocked because you were like I thought I could leave my guard down and That's now he's, he's like come for me and I'm vulnerable so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry that happened I know I mean I'm I'm really sorry as well I mean like you know I'm I'm usually very tough but obviously it wasn't that tough I don't know where that came from I just broke down I was just like I guess that was my breaking point to when yeah. it was so shocked and I was like I just need to go home and then I had to wait 
for a while to get another Uber, but the next Uber was really nice. But I just can't stop crying all night long. Even really? like, really, how long you been crying? Uh... I, I probably I was crying for like over half an hour. Seriously, I mean, like I just feeling sorry for myself. I was like drenched, and my fur coat was wet. And um and then when I got into the car, this guy, uh, the Uber driver named Abdullah, he was such nice. He was like. Are you okay? Are you sad? I was like, no, I'm okay. I just don't want to talk about it. Is that okay? So it's okay. I'll get you home uh, quickly. That was so nice. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah, but you know, um, yeah, I was shocked myself why I actually cried because you know I just didn't think that's gonna happen to me. But you know what? Talking about racism and transphobia, um, this happened to us as well, Lily and me. Um, it was on a tram. It was ages ago. Me. We're doing our own business, you know. We just got on the tram, and then this white guy, of course, another white guy, um, came up on um the tram. When he got up, he passed us, and then he just said, "Like you fucking Asians, uh, you are gold diggers." Gosh. I was like, I. Was, it took me a second, like five seconds, like, hey mate, I was just because he was walking, I shouted at him, "Hey mate, what did you say?" So I'm not going to let, let go. And then he came up to me and then he just like, keep abusing us. And then I was like still sitting, still, you know, trying, um, having a verbal um, argument with him. This lady like, Sasha, stop. Sasha, stop. Like, and I did. I said, no, I'm not going to let this go. You know, I mean, like, I don't know where I'm going with this argument, but, you know, I'm just like raging. You know what? It, it was going on for about five minutes. And then there's this amazing... Angel, this um, white girl, was sitting across us. She stood up and she pushed that guy and said, you fucking apologize to these ladies right now. And you know what? She's more younger than us yeah. and she's tall. And I was in shock too. Like, oh my God, is this going to get violence? But that guy suddenly apologized to us. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. And then he even followed us down because we going down um, to this tunnel to do a photo shoot. He even followed us down and apologized, keep apologizing, apologizing, apologizing to us. <laughs> like, do we need another white person to tell him that is wrong? Why can't he just um, listen to me that this is wrong? Yeah, I think another white person just check in. Yeah. So that's why they suddenly realize, you know. Yeah, but you know men, you know. Yeah, and then I have to say that, you know, because I didn't catch the first time what he said. So I'm a, I'm a bit like in the haze, like yeah. what is going on okay. here? <laughs> oh, because it's everything, usually this racism usually unexpected. So usually you'll be like shocked, like, fuck, like this just happened. What just happened? Yeah, do you think that like, sorry, can I ask yeah. you a question? Sure. Um, do you think that like maybe the difference between the second thing with the tram and the first thing with the with the Uber mm. is that you maybe felt a little bit, would you say betrayed? by? Of course betrayed by my own community. Yeah. But you know what? We've been going, this has been going on a lot, especially with our male gay men in the yes. past. They never, they never respect trans women. Not just, not just um, trans women of color, just trans women in general. Okay. And we've seen this within like our gay friends, like, like when they invite us to like after parties or parties, there's always like white gay men. Usually they, the, the older men okay. have no respect for trans women. They, I don't know why, they just, maybe they, they try to be us, they can't. <laughs> yeah, but I think there is something. Even though you know we're talking about gay people, right? There is some toxic masculinity in there, mm. and sometimes you went to the festivals. You know, I can see the gay person are came as hell, but sometimes what they say to 
the lesbians, you know, it's just so terrible. Mm. I've, you know, I've experienced one time, um, like my gay friend picked up a white gay man, a European white gay man, and he he said he's a bisexual. I said, okay, cool, yeah. So you like my friend? He said, yeah, I like your friend is attractive. He said, I said you don't like trans. He said, you know what he said? Trans people are confusing. So that is so fucking offensive and he said Alfred you're gonna fuck this guy he just offended me Ugh. yeah so rude mm. like but you know the other day you know we're doing the assist training right yeah so we're talking about this kind of person you know come from different country mm. and then they're talking about you know how to accept themselves and finally they, they are a gay person right so they finally accept themselves and also accept other gender mm. I think in the context what they refer to is probably like trans woman yeah but so. I think I I noticed this pattern is always with the um the white older men mm. uh gay or s- straight whatever it's always with them uh that we experience either transphobia or racism yeah i think i think you're tapping into something really important mm. that it feels like white men gay or not mm. tend to have a sense of entitlement that their worldview mm-hmm. is the default and anything yeah. that challenges their worldview is seen as like other than evil in some way and they have to clap back against it so when yeah. for example when you got in the back of the uber when you were on the tram that that for them was not about you. It was about the fact that you existing challenged their worldview and it made mm. them feel fragile. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, you, you're you're so right in there. I know. I didn't I didn't think of that, but yeah, you're yeah, so because right. Because they, they share the same you know entitlement you know just like any other you know white person there. So yeah, yeah. Even yeah. though they are gay, you know sometimes you know talking about backstepping. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you hear my word? It's true. It's like being backstabbed by your own community is the most painful one. It's like the same like when your best friend backstabbed you. That is the most painful one. When you feel, when you you thought, you know, you're going to be safe. Yeah. But no, you know, look at your back. Oh my God, there's an ex there. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) So that's why I think I broke down. Um, I just feel like, fuck we have always been struggling you know trying to find equality and trans women have always been there for gay people you know we always fight for them um and then you do do this to to us like yeah i was like yeah and today coming into the to the station i was like i didn't have that anger you know mm-hmm. that i had last saturday night that that uh that disappointment that anger coming in i said i i to be honest i really don't know how to talk about this today but I'm glad I can you know you both have brought a lot of um, uh, make sense with all these uh, men especially white uh, men who are uh, insecure with themselves yeah and I also think like whiteness is is a Mm. funny little thing isn't it Mm. because if you think about it like I, this is controversial to say, but like white people are a completely different like thing for me. I'm always mm. like, if you're a queer person of color, I can immediately trust you. You're like my family. Yeah. But if you're like a white queer person, I'm like, you need to prove yourself to me a little bit. It's true. I mean, like I, I'm because I come from Asia. We never used the, the white, brown, or black. You get what I mean. When I came here, and then we start to use all these, you know, colors, mm. and then um, I've never seen about like. To be honest, I don't really experience racism back in Singapore until I came here. And then, you know, even like people that around me, friends um, who are white, especially when they're drunk, they become so racist. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, like, why am I friends with this person? 
yeah yeah why are they like this and also like why do they take up so much space yeah my question like i feel like white queers take up so much Mm. space with Mm. their queerness when like i feel like the queer movement would not be what it was and it wouldn't be as big as it was and it wouldn't have as much power as it has without people of color queer people of color but it feels like white people white queers are constantly speaking Mm. over Mm. us and constantly trying to put their worldview ahead of ours all the time it's true i mean i've been to one of these seminar which i i don't think i should uh bring out um what was it (laughs) (laughs) or the person who did it i got there and of course it's all white people Mm -hmm. um and also there's a lot of young white people there as well and they I don't, I don't understand why they have these uh, panels and this uh, conversation. All they do is hate and they're not looking for any solution. Yep. So when I asked one of the organizers, like, what do you want, what outcome do you, do you want from this event? And they said, we don't know yet. We just, oh, yeah, I know. We don't know yet. Uh, we're still figuring it out. That's but there's terrible. so much hate inside the room. I was the only colored person there and I was sitting there. I I had to go there because we had to cover a story. Mm. So I was like sitting there, I was like, oh my God, I, I don't understand why I'm even here. But when you say hate, you know, what do you mean by hate? Like toward what topic? Okay. You know? um, toward? Okay. Uh, just one of the hate was uh, on the cops. Okay. Yeah, on the cops. I mean like, yeah, we know cops are shit, right? Okay, so if you, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I have, Lots of experience. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but if we're going to talk about this, we're going to find solution. Like, mm. I, when, whenever you're going to winch about something, you need to find solution. What's the point of having this winch and hate and do nothing? What's the point of protest if you don't want solutions? Exactly. I'm I'm just sitting there being quiet. I'm like, yep, you're absolutely right. I feel like it's also a very like POC thing to want solutions because our stakes are so much higher. Yes, we always want solutions. We're always like the stakes are so high for us that we need a solution or like, I don't want to be dramatic about it, but like a lot of us will end up dead if there's no solutions, right? 100%, thank you. And it feels like for them, maybe the stakes, I don't want to like invalidate anyone's experience, Mm. but it feels like the stakes are a little bit lower. That like when you're a white queer person in a lot of places you can pass, but when you are a person of color, you are a person of color first and you can never pass as not a person Mm, of color. mm, You know mm, what mm, I mean? mm, mm. I know. And you know, a lot of um, like this kind of white, uh, predominantly white events, they're always like doing the acknowledgement of the country, blah, blah, blah. I put... First Nation people first, but you never listen to their voices, their opinions, and then you just create your own opinion and just want us to follow. Like, no, bitch. No. Yeah, I know. This was, you know, we we go to a lot of places we feel like, you know, being token. Mm. Tokenized, yeah. 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 We really need, you know, the color people, you know, actually taking up more space. And then sit on the table and making decisions. Mm. Yeah, it's such performative allyship. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It really is. And it's also like, stop speaking over, like, whether it's Indigenous people, people of colour, black people, like, mm. stop speaking over and start listening. And I think that would be a really big lesson yeah, for them. Like, straight people always ask me, like, what can we do? You know, what can we contribute? I always say, the first thing you can do is listen. Mm. Listen to us, listen to the Indigenous people, listen to people of color or listen to trans people instead of asking question listen and then you you know sometimes it's like how how can i be a good ally i said listen 
like decenter yourself. Don't ask how can I be a good ally. Yeah. Uh, ask what resources do you need. Mm. Start mm-hmm. there. Like I don't know how you can be a good ally. I don't even know you, man. Like yeah. who are you? Like <laughs> yeah. you're just some bitch that came up to me. I don't know you, but like if you ask what do you need, mm. you make it about me as yeah. a queer person and not about you as an ally. I I think so. A lot of people um uh, they don't know the difference mm. sometimes when they say i want to be an ally it's actually they're doing it for themselves yes. not for the, the other the other the opposite mm-hmm. way yeah it's always it's all about themselves oh uh i hate when people say oh i have a, you know how how can i be transphobic if i have a trans friend oh, like, oh that is so so common such isn't a it lies, yeah you know? yeah you do you hear thing called self-hatred <laughs> <laughs> that is considered transphobia already mm. like bitch yeah. you just tokenized me i know you know but just you know One good example, you know, just like Caitlyn Jenner mm-hmm. talking about, you know, yeah, a trans person, mm. but do so many things that actually harm the trans community. Mm. So, yeah, talking about that. So, so when people say, this, you know, oh, I have a gay girlfriend, you know, I have a gay brother, you know, oh, please, you know, yeah, yeah spare me those time. <laughs> All right. Um, when we come back, um, we're going to talk more about um, my experience last Saturday because we have an update from the Uber. So, yeah. We'll be right back. And this is Vulgar by Sam Smith and Madonna.
Okay, that was Vulgar by Sam Smith and Madonna. What 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 do you think about that song, Lily? Yes, very ballroom. Yes, queen. Cannot wait. <laughs> <laughs> we can't say anything yet because it's not out there yet. Okay. So oh la la, yeah, we you got a surprise. Wait. <laughs> you gotta wait. Hold on to that thoughts. <laughs> um. Alright, so you've been listening to Korean Air with me, Sasha, uh, Shahrazad, our new co-host, and also Lily Cheng. Uh, we've been talking about racism, ageism, sexism, homophobia, and transphobia, and my experiences last Saturday with the Uber driver. So I got a new update. So um, Uber has been really nice and kind to me. We've been exchanging emails and text messages as well, and they suspended his uh, license. Nice. Yes. <laughs> I mean. I would love to to do more, but it will be a lot of process, you know. I mean, like I could have take him to court. You know me; I love to take him. Uh, I love to fight people, especially like legally. But mm. you know, I don't think it's worth it. Um, it's too much um, pressure. But at least his license has been revoked, so which is good. Suspended means revoked, isn't it? No, suspended means that they'll review it. Later. Ah, okay. okay. But maybe email them and be like, let me know how it goes. Yeah, they, uh, yeah. that was the last one. This because they said they're gonna um, they first they said they freeze his license because okay. they were, he's under investigation. Yeah. So I got um probably three days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I got an email from Uber that his license has been suspended. Awesome. And yeah, and he's um yeah they they apologize. They can't stop po- apologizing to me, and and uh, they said this is out of their policy. For sure, bitch. Out of your policy. Mm-hmm. Out of the world policy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Okay, so you know, um, one of our um Instagram followers said um to add H H season H season. Ageism. Ageism. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Ageism. So you know, um, I can relate to this because a lot of um. Especially organizations, you mm-hmm. know, LGBTQIA plus organizations, they always focus on the youth, the young, um, and then protect uh, the youngs, protect the youth. What about the elders? I mean, like, what can you, what happened to the elders? I mean, like, they they are like disposable now. You don't protect them anymore. Yeah. I always listen, hear this, and um, yeah. Thoughts, share us that. Um, yeah, no, I totally, I totally see you in that, and I mm. think like obviously I'm for for our listeners, I'm 29 years old, mm. I'm turning 30 next year, but like I've just aged out, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I turned 25, and all of a sudden, like I couldn't access any counseling through queer space. I couldn't go like it was protect trans and LGBTQ mm. youth. It youth. wasn't protect all people. Yeah. All of a sudden, like you're meant to turn 25, and all of a sudden you like know how to be queer yeah. and you know how to protect yourself, and that's just not how it is. A lot of us come out later in life right especially, especially people of color right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, this is why you know i'm now that i have a platform i'm using my platform um to amplify a lot of our trans elders voices and last year uh trans um on the uh trans uh, awareness week i had an event um called uh, an evening with the trans elders so i had like panels it's more like a variety show it's not like something serious we laugh a lot um uh talk about um their struggles their past their traumas but it wasn't like so serious yeah. you know um because we wanted to keep it light because a lot of the trans elders they do not take things so seriously so lily was one of my panel she's one of the trans elders and how fun was that isn't it 
Yeah, that's really fun, you know. Yeah. But as you said before, you know, um, we not only have to focus on the youth, you know. I'm not going to say anything about the youth because I'm working on the youth project. <laughs> Yes, a lot of young people need to protect, you know. Um, but I do understand that, you know, a lot of people, especially right now, you know, with the cost of living, you know, so the age group, you know, should be, you know, more, you know, to, to be everyone, right? Mm. Why can't you be inclusive for everyone? Why do you always, like, protect the youth? But and- sometimes, you know, when they say protect the youth because it's, a lot of young people they have little experience so they're a bit more fragile yeah. and they're still you know have but a lot but there is people like maybe older than me who just came out they are fragile yeah too. but but it's not as much as the young people I think they. it's about resources mm. I think it's the fact like for example the three of us we have like jobs we have yeah. money like yeah. a lot of youth I think what they mean is like children basically yeah. if you're like 12 and you come out and your parents kick you out you're on the street you mm-hmm. can't actually earn money you're not allowed to legally do that so yeah, I see that perspective but yeah. I also think that forgetting about the elders is not fun yeah yeah, I know t- totally totally shout out to all the queens men they also been doing a lot for the elders the lgbtqia plus elders they create events and um yeah give them life again i mean like yeah i just when i got into advocacy i always feel like why focus on youth only where's where's the elders yeah of course you know we do have to focus on the um elder group as well yeah especially you know some people you know during the COVID, they lost friends yeah you know and then they're feeling lonely mm. so they need definitely a lot more support you know especially with, uh, the crisis right now and i also know that you know they are trying uh, some trans people actually come out later in their life mm-hmm. and yeah. some of them maybe marry have a wife marry with a wife and children so yeah, things very complicated for them, you know. I talked to a few of those people. So So does you can I mention your workplace? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> right, no, not, I don't let's not I don't represent my workplace. Okay. Yeah. I represent Lily Cheng. Okay, so Lily Cheng work like in an organization where focus on uh, mental health. Mental health. So, you know, um does your workspace also focus on trans elders as well? Yeah, we do, we do. Okay. Yeah. But other than other heard. than other than you know my other project is f- mainly focused on you know youth. the youth group mm. between sixteen and twenty five. 16 to 25. Yeah. So, so uh, I'm so, sorry if you nearly uh, hit 30. Uh, <laughs> so 26 we're old. Well, <laughs> that is not uh, no, because we have a certain <laughs> uh, age group, you know. But like any what I learned f- from right in any mental health uh, support uh, org, right? Mm. Mm. They have little fun. The resources is not enough to support everyone. Sometimes you only go for, you know, who I want to choose to focus on. So, yeah, we need more money. We need more funding from the government. Yes. But, okay. But, by the way, you know, when I, uh, sorry, to interrupt this. So, when we're talking about, you know, um, the funding from the government, right? Because like, due to last time, the the neo-Nazi things, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, Victoria government decided, you know, to give 900,000 to the... LGBT op, right? To support you mean Dan mental. Andrew? Yeah, Dan Andrew. Yeah, we, we, we got that money for Zoe Bell Genetic but, Collective. But the thing is like... <laughs> I think it's $100,000. Yeah, but the thing is like, you know, know, put this way, um, I think on level 4, salary is 70000 mm-hmm. right? So, if, uh, I think 900000 is divided to, I think, three organizations. And then, you know, 
think about you know one person salary is seventy thousand. Mm. So if you want to hire more people, there's only few people. Mm. That money really didn't go much, mm. go far. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. So nine hundred thousand actually not enough if you really want to well, support a community. Well, I think organizations should pick a focus. Like all organizations focus on youth. Am I right? Come again. Most organization in Victoria focus on youth. Not really. Yes. Not Always really. you see it's all like, uh, we have a youth this, we have youth that. We never heard of like elders this and elders that. Well, probably they don't use the word <laughs> elder. I, yeah. think, I think you're right though. I think yeah. like youth can still, so people who are in that, that 16 to 24 age group. They really have like minus 18. So why can't minus 18 just focus <laughs> on youth? No, because not everyone can just go to one organization. No. They could. If they, if 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 you, Sasha. if you design something like that, and this is, uh, I'm just speaking of, uh, you know, my head. Um, if you design something like, oh, minus eighteen is for the youth, so people will know. Oh, this is the only place that you can go for the young ones. Um, I probably not adequate to say. But I say, but okay. I say no. I don't agree on that one. I'm okay. gonna step in. I'm gonna be. Yeah. I'm gonna be the moderate middle. Yes. Do okay. It. So I think both of you are right. <laughs> I think Sasha's right in the sense that like young people can still access larger programs that mm. target everyone. Mm -hmm. But you're right, um, Lily, in the sense that like those programs are tailored for young people and they do have more vulnerabilities. But I also want to say, Sasha, you're right, because <laughs> also like I think there needs to be more resources, mm. not to get rid of any of the youth resources, but yeah. have additional resources that target people who are a bit older because I just feel like... I, I feel like sometimes like I'm a <laughs> I'm a queer youth because I only came out when I was like 26, mm -mm, right? Mm -mm, so technically mm -mm. Yeah. in like queer years, yeah. I'm only like three years old. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I think there might just be like the need for additional resources. Of course. Yeah. 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 That's what I mean. Yeah, but, but uh, get back to our my organizations, right? Yeah. They do. Because like, you know, there's a department that I'm working on is actually working from a different age group. Yeah. So they are uh, focused on people probably, probably between 30 to 50. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, but anyways, you know, here I just want to say, you know, if you ever think about mental health, you want to get some counseling, please go and do it to register right now because sometimes the wait is 12 months long. Yeah. That is so a, don't that wait is until... Thing. Yeah. Like you have to wait for so long. Because there's not enough and funding there. And then we did there. the assist um, training as well, um, um, suicide prevention um, this week. Um, and there was a waiting list too on that. Mm. Like, yeah. how is that even possible? This is why... Because there's not enough funding. It's true. It's true. But you know what? This is why... Um, I keep saying this with the especially trans women of color, we have a sisterhood thing. You know, um, we do not rely on organizations. Uh, we do not rely on um, um, on the government. Uh, we rely on our friends because look at this. Like <laughs> you try to get help and you on the waiting list. So you know who do you call? You call your friend, yeah. and we're not even professional. So you know, usually our how we deal is tough love. Like I've mm. been in that situation with my mentor. Like she said, you cry, I'm gonna fucking slap you right now. Mm. So you know that was like <laughs> that is tough love, but it works apparently. You know because I think she also don't want to deal with like, bitch. I got a lot of things to do, and you, I have to listen to you for for these fucking few days. One day is enough. So yeah. if you cry, fucking slap you. But what I want to say, since I'm working in a mental health organization, 
um, different people are different. You yeah, know, I think and from our generation is different, right? Yeah. So we are uh, we come to overseas, we young age. You know, mm. we need to survive, and we also you know find our own family. Yeah. So we can talk to our friends. You know, uh, do you know shopping therapy, whatever you know to solve our problem. Of But course. there is people who don't have friend, so they need help. So they need to you know, yeah. Yeah, counseling. but twelve months wait. But that's time, why I said you know, but if time, you feel like you need it, you know, do it right now, please, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I work in oral healthcare, like in mm. dental, and our waiting list at the moment is four years. Oh yeah, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. it's like horrible. This is why everyone's going to Turkey. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I work for a non-profit. Like, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> All right, we're gonna come back again. Um, we're gonna talk more about Shahrizad and her. Uh, um, Dia, sorry, Dia, you you um she, she they, and they interchangeably. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, fine. so um, their involvement to uh and um their passion um on curing the air. This is Miss You. This song is dedicated to our our Jesus, the <laughs> non-binary Jacob, um, who is having fun in um London right now. And off to Beyonce concert in Poland next week, I think. Bitch, we miss you. Have fun.
Well, that was Miss You by Oliver Tree. Oliver Tree Robin, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I love that song. It's always um, on the radio. And when I heard this song, I thought, I'm going to play this for Jacob. Just Sweet. telling you that I miss you, bitch. So um, before we end this um, show with the, the hot topic, I want to... Um, talk with Shahrazad about her involvement and her passion joining uh, QTA uh, family. So, yeah. So, what makes you? Um, let's start. How did you hear about QTA? Um, I've been listening to QTA for a few months. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to get involved in community radio because I thought like it's a great way to get like radical voices heard. Yeah. And when an opening came up, I was like, yes, I actually listened to this show. Like it's not some random show that I've never actually heard of before. Yeah. 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 And then you just get in touch with 3CR and... Um... Yeah, yeah. And then they, like, placed me with you guys really, really, really quickly. So I oh, think wow. it was in a couple of weeks. They were like, QTA is looking for someone. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. Get me in touch with them. And then okay. we started chatting. It was great. Yeah. Um, it was funny. I told Jacob that you actually listened to QTA. Mm. She said, well, they listen to us. I said, yes, I said, you guys have listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Usually we have listeners, but, you know, uh, we have listeners like... um don't really think that, oh, I'm going to join QTA. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that's amazing. And what you're going to bring into, I mean, um, like with me, I always focus more on, um, especially trans women of colour. Yeah. I'm using this platform for trans elders as well. Um, Of course, I do bits and pieces out there, but my focus is mostly for trans women of colour and trans elders. What about yourself? Uh, I think my focus is more on, uh, broadly, trans um, trans and queer people of colour. Yeah. I think I want to create, like, a platform for storytelling and exploring those intersections a little bit more widely with like more context and nuance like uh, having guests on who have really unique experiences or experiences that haven't been heard of before and then talking about like some sometimes really fun topics but sometimes yes. the hard topics of like yeah. you know coming out as a white experience things like that so yeah mm-hmm. you know I always try to avoid talking about trauma it's just my for me because mm. I want to change the narratives yes. because people tend to like to listen to people's traumas than people's achievements especially for trans people yes um, this is why it was a bit hard for me to talk about my experience last Saturday because I hate talking about this, you know. I always a happy person, bubbly person, you know, and um, I just, the way I got brought up because um, talking about traumas and it just, it makes you feel weak. Mm. Um, yeah, that's how I see it anyway. This is just my personal views. But um, yeah, and with me, I always talk about uh, trans achievements. I, I just want to change the narrative because um, I did a panel about a book launch and I was facilitating the um, um, the panels. Mm-hmm. And all these trans, amazing trans people who shared their stories and the audiences. And they have achieved a lot. And yeah. I was like, I was like cheering for them while I was facilitating these um, panels. And then when they start talking about trauma, the audience is going like, oh. I was like, bitch, you could have clapped for these people uh, when I talk about their achievement, but you acknowledge more on their traumas. From that onwards, mm. I said, I'm going to fucking change this narrative. Yeah. I said, like, we're going we're gonna to change this. And then when I did um, the Bending Girl Writers Festival, yeah. Um, and then when my team was like, what do you want to talk about? I said, like, mine is the trauma. Yeah, no, that's definitely, that's a cool way to look yeah. at it too. Yeah, 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 of course. I mean, um, 
I need people to celebrate us. <laughs> yeah, because if we don't, no one will. And yeah, I think exactly. I think sometimes like you know they call it trauma porn, right? Mm, and trauma s- porn, yeah. Sometimes if you talk too much about the trauma, you become the trauma. Mm, and 100%. sometimes it's like you're almost performing the trauma for someone who isn't with you. Like I feel like it's different when like a bunch of like queer people of color get into a room and talk about their traumas that's yeah. just offloading that's venting right yeah. but if we're like on a stage in front of a bunch of people who are not queer and who are not people of color it's almost like we're performing our trauma for them it is which then is like really thank gross thank you oh my god you, you got all the right words to say <laughs> I know you're so right. articulate I yeah, love so it ad- yeah right oh, yes. especially this is your first time yeah <laughs> you got all the right things to say I mean like I've been to uh, like house parties and stuff some like um, some trans who a bit older than me and also start off a bit later than me and yeah. talking about like uh, traumas and talking about um, talking about especially Asian like coming from Malaysia and Singapore and talking about colonialism like mm. bitch we don't talk about this back home no like yeah you you have been brainwashed living here and you talk about traumas you talk about oh my workspace they are uh my boss is you know uh, being um transphobic uh, transphobic uh to me i said like this is australia yeah you can fight back yeah and also like okay so you know there is a time and a space to talk about the problem and mm. i definitely advocate for people offloading yeah. but then okay so what are you going to do about that so what are we going to do solution about that? yeah, yeah solution. So solution it's just like if you can't do something about it what can i do to help you to yeah, do something about that's it? it yeah i think people just especially um the the, the new ones like starting I, I'm not talking about the just youth. I'm talking about the one who just started to be uh, come out as trans. Mm-hmm. Um, their mentality is a bit different. They just want to whinge at things and just hate the world instead of coming up, give solution. I think that's a really white way to do things, to be it's honest. It's so white, right? Yeah. And then I'm just disappointed that person of color is, is adapting to this whiteness. It's hard not to get <laughs> <Yeah>. sucked in. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to understand sometimes talking about trauma is not weakness no. and sometimes the audience is you know, not it's respond. not weakness but but audiences love like yeah. you said but it's sometimes like the audience porn. sometimes I feel like the audience you know is just showing respond mm. yeah it's just some kind of support so what know? about if I said like I won an award where's the where was the standing ovation so we probably <laughs> need to education to also celebrate of the course, achievement. This is, yeah. this is why we have QTA to educate these people. <laughs> and I said, this is why I want to change the narrative. And then when the producer at the Ben TV approached me and said, you want, I would like to have you uh, to host a show. Mm. And I was like, why well, I want to talk about it. I said like, and then end up, you know, I came up with this narrative. I said, I'm going to call it Trans Fabulous. Amazing. And yeah, so I said, um, so all my guests who come to my show, we're going to talk about the achievements. Some of them have achieved over like five decades. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Next month, I'm going to have this person called Peter, uh, Julie Peters. Yeah. Uh, she's a, uh, a trans elders who've been working at ABC for 53 years. Wow. And nobody knows about it. Nobody heard about it until you actually Google about her. Wow. This is why I said I need to, you know, use my platform to celebrate her. Instead of talking about trauma, we all have traumas, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, but I want to focus more on our fabulousness. Instead of course, of, just yeah. like last night, the event. Like last just one night. great example. Right? Last night was amazing was far far fabulous yes (laughs) and how the audience you know response yeah yeah, response you know because they are actually 
I think they are straight people. Should I say that? You know, mm-hmm. and they are actually celebra- celebrate. You know, the culture the and culture. supporting the culture because the ticket is like. Should I say that? You know, it's fifty dollars per ticket. Yeah, and it's we, not cheap. Yeah, it's not it's cheap. It's just for a seat. Wow, and mm. it's really far. <laughs> yeah. But people come. Yeah, people come and support. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I I was sitting there. I was like, oh my god, I wish my race, like the Malay Muslim, would be like this. You know. They are fucking stingy people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they are fucking tight ass, um, and they do not have this community um, base, like you know, support. Yeah, it's yeah. sad. I hear that, but I also this is such a big subject, and we're talking yeah. about it all now. But yeah. I think there's a lot of money trauma with like immigrant communities. I think there's like this. I, I have it myself, yeah, so I yeah. find that there's a lot of trauma about spending money that like a lot of white people don't carry with them. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. No, I mean like um. But y- last night event is like family. Family event. Oh. It's almost oh like a family God. event. Everybody came. Everybody yeah. paid their ticket for. Um, you know, they never, they didn't even um complain about. Oh, the ticket is so expensive. Yeah. Yeah, but like I said, I can see that with my uh, my race. Yeah, they will be complaining. Oh, why the tickets so expensive? Oh, my. Uh, the seat will be like, oh, that's only a seat for fifty dollars. You know. Yeah, my people would be like that too. Middle Eastern people are like yeah the same. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, but yeah, I yeah that was really really uh, and uh, uh, one of the judge next to me um, um, Todd Fernando was like crying I said like bitch why are you crying I said <laughs> oh my god there's so much culture and I'm so overwhelmed I know oh, oh no just, yeah, yeah he was like oh I said like wow I didn't haven't seen you this emotional before so um, yeah <laughs> I, I wish we can keep going on you know time is running out we only have like 8 minutes to go um, Shahrizad, you're gonna um, introduce um, the show that you're running um, next Sunday? Yes, it's super exciting. I will be running the show next week, which, ooh, exciting things Yay. are happening. Um, I'll first of all be uh, interviewing Gustavo, who's also a new co host, because the big things are happening what? occurring there. Um, who's amazing and wonderful, and we'll talk more about mm-hmm. them next week. Um, and then also a special guest that we will announce very, very soon. Okay, all right. And I also would like to uh, take this support that we are doing the Eid Al-Adha uh, event. Oh, yes, yes, so, yes. you know, it's almost the same like we're doing the queer iftar. So, same concept. It's just that you don't have to fast. This time, <laughs> <laughs> this time we just like... Yeah, you just celebrate. come and you can eat straight away. Um, so, we're doing this at the Victorian Pride Centre. It's on the 9th of July. Um Details will be coming out soon, so check out Curing the Air Instagram, Transistors United Instagram, um, and Facebook as well. Um, so details will be coming out sometime this week. Um, we advise people to register because if you don't have, it's it's free event anyway. So there's there's gonna be food, live music, performances, storytelling, and um culture um. Yeah, lots of culture. I guess all, all, all people, all, everyone from all over the world who are Muslim and also ex-Muslim or even ex-practicing as well are welcome. Um, we also would have some non-Muslim people to come as well, but we are focusing more on the Muslim, ex-Muslim and non-practicing Muslim to join this event. So, yeah. I love culture. <laughs> <laughs> that is your new word this year. Yeah, no, I, love, I cul- love culture. Yes. Since uh, from the Blackout event. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> I love culture. <laughs> so, 
this will be great because there's gonna be a lot of culture. Like we're gonna have the Asian culture, we're gonna have the Middle Eastern culture. Um, yeah, everywhere have African culture there as well. So um, would be great. And then there's gonna be a lot of food. Food is all free. Everything is free. Uh, you just have to come with an empty stomach and full of joy. Yeah, and a lot of respect. Yeah, respect <laughs> as well, of course. I think everybody who comes there, they should know what to expect yeah, already. Yeah, of course. And like, if you have no respect, you have to deal with me. Oh. <laughs> also, just for our listeners, um, can you tell us where the Victorian Pride Centre is? Oh, Victorian Pride Centre is in uh, Fitzroy Street, St Kilda. Um, the gorgeous building there. Um, thank you, Victorian Pride Centre, who are sponsoring the venue for us. Amazing. I know. It's so amazing, um, and this if this event is uh is gonna be organized by um no organization is involved this event so it yes. will be LGBTQIA plus Muslim um people. Okay, cool. Yeah, so yeah. you're gonna see a few of us. Um, yeah, uh, shout out to Aisha, Zaharin, um, Abdurrahman, aka Budi, um, Aslan, Petra, um, Anas. Um, I think there's a few more. Um, yeah, myself. So we're organizing this. I wonder if we could do a show with them all together. What do you mean? As in to get them on the air with Oh, us. yeah, we can, definitely. I mean, we did that uh, for the queer iftar. Yeah. I got all of them in, in, in this room. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also we can talk about, you know, the challenges they face, you know, like the backlash as well. Of course. this That's why there's a storytelling. And also we also want to um, educate people what Eid Adha means. Um, yeah. yeah. Because there's Eid, uh, Eid Mubarak is a different. That's the Hari Raya. And then the Eid Adha is it's a bit more religious because it focuses more on people uh, who went to Mecca. Yeah, it's the pilgrimage. So uh, yeah, and I'm, the sacrifices. <laughs> I'm still a practicing Muslim. Yeah, so, okay. Um, Eid al-Fitr is the one where yes. at the end of Ramadan. So Fitr in Arabic means uh, breaking the fast. Yes. That's the three-day one. Yeah. And then Eid al-Adha is about... Um, is about so Adha means sacrifice. Sacrifice, yeah. And there's a whole there's a whole biblical story. I won't go into it. But yeah, it's about going to Mecca. And then when they go off of the mountain of Arafah, we all celebrate that they finish the pilgrimage. Correct. So if you want uh, to learn more, you are welcome to uh, to our event, Eid Adha, um, 9th of July. That will be on a Sunday um, at 2 p.m. But um, check out our Instagram and Facebook, Querying the Air, and also Transistors United um, for uh, details for you, how you're going to register for that free ticket. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, well, that's the end of the show. Thank you, Lily. Thank you, Shahrazad, um, for you. being here. I mean... Any last word, like how can we end racism, transphobia, sexism, ageism, and homophobia? Just be nicer to one another. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And more educations. Yes. Less entitlement. Good advice, <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, we need to learn that. Sometimes there's a lot of bias as well, like internalized um, racism and transphobia as well. And, you know... Um, I, w- I would love to talk more, but we didn't have time because, you know, I have family members as well. Sometimes they talk racist stuff mm. and I'm tired of being the activist in that kitchen. Yeah. Like, I was like, that is racist. What you just said is racist. Yeah, you got to protect your peace too, right? yeah. yeah, I mean, like, let me fucking eat, <laughs> you know. Uh, you need to understand that is racist. Some people don't even uh, realize that was racist. Well, 
then you you cannot do better if you don't know any better. So education is the key, right? Yes, education is the key. I mean, if you want some lesson, um, you can email Lily Chang at gmail. <laughs> and she will she will have a workshop for you racist bastards. <laughs> All right, thank you for listening to Curing the Air. And next week you will have Shahrazad and Gustavo, our new co-host. Um, and um, see you. Uh, next Sunday, three to four PM. <laughs>